Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out of the Drawing Pen, a Pokemon the Series podcast. This week, we have the episodes Delight, Fantastic, and Unbearable. Just a quick reminder, this is an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Bow, chicka, wow, wow, hello. You and your pimp coat you got working there. Which is not a pimp coat, it's a blanket. It's a blanket. But it is. I'm already sweating, you guys. I'm, like, sweating so much. It's ridiculous. It's the nerves. Got to get them nerves out. I know. Shake it out. Ooh. Yep. Cop throw back to episode one. Jesus. <laughs> and who said that? I wonder. It's the other co-host, Alec. Or Austin. Wow, I got messed me up. again. Cool. Two Alex's. <laughs> yep. Could you imagine? It's just me and Alex today. That's right. That's right. Forget that other guy. I thought it was going to be Jacob, Alex, Alex, and Austin. <laughs> <laughs> know i don't know if the listeners might appreciate that i'm i'm kind of wondering like who is like the favorite like listeners like who's your favorite person oh my gosh that's not we don't need to start that <laughs> i think it's gonna be alec i think she'd be the favorite no i think it's you austin uh, i don't know about that thanks for pushing me guys i appreciate that I- <laughs> Jacob, you gotta advocate for yourself <laughs> that's right you're gonna root for yourself who is Honestly, it could be you, Jacob, with your smooth, sultry intro voice, you know, drawing the listeners in. See, I think I'm not the favorite because A, I'm mean, B, I'm contradictory, Mm -hmm. C, I slur my words because I talk too fast, and D, I I always have audio issues. That is true. Yeah, so you probably are the least favorite. I'm the unfavorite. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you're the best writer, so... Okay. You got that going for you. Well, today we're going to do a fan fiction episode. My fan fiction is about Remoraids and the butt plug. (laughs) Oh, when are we due for another fan fiction? I I don't know. Aren't you the schedule guru? I mean, fan fiction episodes are kind of like whenever the hell we feel like it, so... That's true. Yeah, that's true. Unless somebody pays for it, which you can on our Patreon... Alex, what have you done this past two weeks? I have so much, so much news. It's bonker balls. All right, buckle up. I am moving soon. Ooh. Yay. Where to? Out of the state? Out of the country? Right next door to Austin. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, pretty much, though. (laughs) I swear it wasn't intentional, but Austin claims that it is. It just happens to be in a good location in a somewhat affordable apartment. I mean, that's the only reason I'm here is that somewhat affordable. Which, I mean, somewhat affordable is not really affordable, but this is the world we live in. So you got to do what you got to do. So I'm moving. So that's nerve wracking and exciting. In preparation for that, I went to Goodwill. <gasps> I know. Well, you you gasp like anticipatorily, if that's even a word. But they had jack shit at Goodwill, except for... Actually, I lied. They had something really interesting at Goodwill, and I'm still confused to this very day. And I took a picture of it because I wanted to discuss with the group. Because they always have weird shit. Okay, first of all, they had something disgusting. They had a used water bottle that still had water in it. Ew. Uh, it could have been from the cleaning process. No, Jacob. It had, like, mouth gunk all over the thing. Uh, the spout. Was it thick and creamy water? 
It was disgusting. I didn't look. Mm. Uh, oh my god, I'm gonna gag just thinking about it. Stop. Was it discolored? I didn't look at it. Did you taste it? It was <laughs> no. Get a little slurp. But then I saw this. This painting or picture rather. What does it say? It's an ad from like the 80s. Oh, I would have. I would have bought that. I would too. <laughs> it's a lady and her daughter from like the 80s. Oh, is it the not so fresh feeling? I don't know. It says the famous Olga behind every Olga and her designing daughter, Christina. That's literally what it says. The famous Olga. I looked it up and it it seems to be like an intimate collection for like plus size women, I think. Those women do not look big. No, no they do not. Well, things have changed. The, things have changed. Okay. I will admit that. This is the weirdest thing. And that was just like for sale in a Goodwill. So Olga's the brand? Is o- I'm going to type in Olga I guess on um the Google. Can somebody like help me understand this? Those those women are not plus size by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, it is a brand. It is a brand. Why is this in a Goodwill though? That's the real question. My favorite thing I found in a Goodwill was clearly someone's like art piece they did as like a class assignment of some sort. And it was just random stuff they found. And it included a Kirby toy and a Chikorita that the leaf had been taken off of. Hmm. Ew. Yeah. Olga is a brand. They're still around. She's famous. That's the thing. When I went to the Goodwill, I went to two, and I found nothing. Except I did find one little cute, like, Winnie the Pooh You want to know? Yes, Jacob. You want to know the Goodwill secret? This may be uh, something the audience may be interested in, too, is Goodwill recently started the practice of confiscating the good items from their donations. Oh, right. And then auctioning them off to richer buyers. That's the true secret. Quality assurance people or that that check the items they find something good you don't get it yeah fuck you goodwill like that's the whole magic of like going to the goodwill and like finding that like special thing but when i went into the two goodwills i went to yesterday it was just straight trash sorry it was it's gross but uh, positively speaking that's good news though alex that's good yes i know i'm super excited and also the other exciting thing that happened this week was I binged watched four seasons of a television show and finished it. Congratulations, me! I know. What television show? I've watched The Good Place and I finished it. What is that? What is that one? Is that a hospital <gasps> one? Oh, Jacob, you need to Jacob. see The Good Place. No, it's about uh, it's Kristen Bell, Ted Danson. It's about her, like she dies and goes to the afterlife. It's so good, and I had started watching it years ago, stopped watching it in 2019, and then I, on a whim, decided to binge it, watch all three seasons I had previously watched, and then the final fourth one that hadn't been on Netflix at the time. It was so good. I cried at the end. It's uh, The Good Place, right? Four seasons, and it's good? It's great. Okay. Why was it only four seasons, then? It's kind of like a limited scope. Oh, it's one of those series? Okay. Yeah. It's peak TV. Yeah, they uh they ended it before it, you know, could sour. I mean, they I think they made the right call. They ended it while it was on a high note, so definitely worth checking out, but I was proud of myself that I actually committed to something and finished it. So I like the theme you got going on there too. I'm watching a good place before I move into a good place. So hey, I like <laughs> your that's cool. I can't wait to party it up in your new place. Break it in. I know. I can actually have people over now. This is great. Super exciting. And Austin's your neighbor, so if you need something, you just go over there and ask him <laughs> for it, and he can return the favor. Austin is thrilled. He's like, when I told him where I was going to be, he's like, ugh. Mm. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> uh, it's really not next door. I just want to make that clear. It is not 
right next door. It's somewhat in the same area, but definitely not an hour plus away from everything. Yeah, like you were you were a million miles from anyone. So you're you're closer to work now too. Yes, good. Which also is an extreme plus because I have been driving an hour into work or more for like four years, and I'm so sick of it. I like it too because you are both closer to us. So everybody's like reconfiguring their way to the epicenter, which is us. So that's awesome. Yep. <laughs> Y'all are not at the epicenter. Y'all are like kind of far off from the main <laughs> urban area. We're we all are. just in Jacob's orbit. <laughs> that's right. I'm the planet. That's good though, Alex. Getting um moving your own place. That's good. And you're Thank close you. to Austin, closer to us. So that's right. We can push the people we don't like further away. Keep the people we like getting them closer. Austin, what'd you do this week? Um, I'm currently being haunted by a baking ghost. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm sitting here, right, at the desk, and every so often I'll, I'll get hit by a powerful, like, I've been describing it as pancakey smell. Okay. It's like it's overwhelming. <laughs> like, it's like really strong. And I'm like, where the fuck is that? So I get up and I try and find it. I cannot figure out the source. And it comes and goes every few minutes. I don't know what it is. Okay, I'm going to Google your symptoms. See what okay. it says. Uh, fat, fan, fat, phantomasia. <laughs> no, phantom. It's something phantom. I don't know how to say this word. Phantomasia is the condition that causes you smell things that aren't there. Okay. Austin, how do you say this word? It's P H A N T O S M I A. Phantasmia. 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 Are the pancakes in the room with us right now? Austin? No, they're not. I don't know where they are. <laughs> are they trying to <laughs> hurt you? Walls. Blink twice if you need help. <laughs> I looked up y'all suggested someone was smoking a vape outside and I looked and no one was there. Yeah. So okay, when you go out, did you go outside? No. Okay. I'm wondering does the smell get more faint or more powerful if you stuck your nose outside? If I'm not sitting in this chair, I can't smell it. You're the pancakes. I'm the pancakes. You're the pancake. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the syrup? Oh no, it's a tomato surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm, man. Austin's like looking around. Like I am. Like, like the pancakes are going like... to like assault me. I don't know what's going on. It is scary to smell something and there not be a cause for it. And also hear something and there not be a cause for it. Yeah, when I was little, I walked into my kitchen. To this day, I don't know how it happened. The fridge door opened and closed, but nobody was there. Are you sure you didn't dream that? No, I didn't dream that. I heard it because I saw the light come on. It was dark. It was Toby the fan- the Not phantom. He's a demon. <laughs> then somebody started making pancakes. Wait, who's Toby the Demon? Paranormal Activity. Oh, right. Jacob, how was your week? Because I'm just being haunted by pancakes. I'm not being haunted by pancakes. So I'm still watching Shit's Creek. It's really good. Then I started playing this game. I can't decide if it's good or not. Because when I play it, I'm kind of annoyed by it. But then I like reflect on what happened and I'm like, man, that's pretty deep. I need to, I need to go back to it. And y'all may have played it. It's called uh, Kentucky Route Zero. Oh, yes. that's on my wish list. I want to play it. I own that. Yeah. You own it? You do? I got frustrated by it like a ways in. I was like, I'm done. Like I'm at the town level where it, it flooded. Did you make it that far? No, I did not. Okay. This is a pretty frustrating part. And I'm I got my, I'm a completionist. So I'm going to power through. But I gave up last night. And I was like, I just can't figure out what's the meaning of this. And it, it's unveiled at the end. But I don't know. No, Austin, I'm just shocked. Like what? Do you have this on PC? Uh, Switch. Wait, you have it as like like a game cartridge? No, like a download. It's only digital. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, I want to borrow it. Arr. Sorry. It was on my Steam wish list 
over the winter sale, which I meant to buy a bunch of stuff, but then I completely forgot and missed the sale. So, so sad. I had zero idea what it was about going into it. I didn't look it up. I was just like, I'm just going to, it had good ratings. So I was like, I'm just going to jump into it. And like I said, I, I thought, it, I didn't know what kind of game it was. I didn't realize it was point and click or if it was like a vision, like a thematic experience where things represent other things, which it, it kind of is. And I'll like play it, get done with a scene or an act because it goes like a play. Then I'm like, God, that was annoying and that sucked. But then like I'll be laying in bed at night and then I'll wake up and be like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, wait, that uh, that meant something. I need to go back and play. And with playing with headphones is really cool, too, because you get like different sound effects. Like I was in a room one time filming something like a rogue broadcast that's I guess is like anti whatever government system they got set up. That's what I got from it. It's probably wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. But I was like hearing conversations out of this ear, and then there was nothing like a storm out of this ear. And every time I turned, the audio followed it. And that was pretty cool. That was like pretty cool. It was just like a cool experience. I didn't know the plot. You could ask me what happened there, but I was like entwined with that. Now I'm wanting to play it, Jacob. Thank you. <laughs> you should. You should finish it. Like, and play with headphones on too, because that's how I'm playing it. Okay. I'll play it like handheld mode. Yeah. Do that mode. Get your Bluetooth headphones in and kind of just don't try to make sense of it because it's not going to make sense. Like it starts out making kind of sense like you're on a road and you're trying to deliver something and it's like make a left next to like Diagon Alley or something, you know, (laughs) it's like real road, real streets. And then next thing you know, you're like on a street somewhere and they're like, make a left next to the giant cat behind the Phantom Ray. (laughs) And then you're in a slinky road with like these giant images like, yeah star patterns i can't remember what they're called it was cool it was cool but i was like what i thought i was on drugs it like makes you think you're like i I ate something bad i mean if you want to be on drugs come over here and you might have like an exposure high from whatever this pancake smell is yeah but yeah give it a give it a try austin alex if you want to buy it do you have a netflix account because it's free if you have netflix is it really yeah What free how free where it's a mobile game it's free oh well thank god i spent money on it I know. If you have a Netflix account, you can play on your phone for free. Sorry to reveal that. See <laughs> oh a little later. That apparently that's a thing though. Like I, people were like shocked to discover that Netflix has like games or something. Really like good ones play. too. Like really good ones. So I'll check that out. If everybody's done with their their weeks, I have an Ooh. announcement. I have yes. one more thing. Sorry, I had okay, to fulfill, I had to fulfill a promise. Last week I talked about college football being broken. Oh yeah, I forgot. And uh, <laughs> this week, because I, I said I would get to it next week, and I'm trying to be better about that was my New Year's resolution to uh, you know fulfill my lies. So I'm gonna talk about it just for a quick minute. I said college football is broken, and what I meant by that is basically like the transfer po- portal and with these like NIL deals, which is it may be better for the game, but during bowl season. Like we saw like the Sugar Bowl was like Georgia versus Florida State. And that used Sugar Bowl used to be like a big game. Like everybody would gather around because it was like New Year's Eve, day mm-hmm. before New Year's. You want to celebrate the coming year. And it would always be a great game. But now, I don't blame them for doing this. This is kind of smart. But all the good players are sitting out unless they're playing for the national title because they want to save their bodies for the NFL, which is like true. You know, I mean, that's not a bad thing at all i don't i'm not saying it's wrong or right but the games are useless now because you're not seeing like the good players play you're literally seeing like just you know a bunch of inexperienced freshmen sophomores you're not seeing who you like play so that's what's going on they're expanding the playoff next year to 12 teams but that may not work out well because it's going to be a bunch of rematches 
between games you've already saw. So it's 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 in a weird place right now. And congrats to Michigan uh, for winning the national championship. Uncharted waters is what I would say. So I have a naive question. Yeah. You say they're saving their bodies for NFL. Yeah. Like, is that next year? Yeah. If they're playing college ball now, when will they be in NFL? The next year? Potentially the next year. So, like, your junior... Yeah, your junior year... Most of the time, these guys are going to get drafted. So, there's, like, your junior year of college football, you can leave for the NFL. Or your senior year, you can leave for the NFL. And you just declare for the draft, and NFL team picks you, and then you play for that team, making a lot more money, and you get to play in the NFL. It's, like, the top league. You know, there's nothing better... It's a lot of dreams for these kids to go play in the NFL or young adults. So they don't want to play in like a a game like that and then like break their leg. And then all of a sudden the NFL team's like, oh, I don't want to draft you anymore because you're broken broken goods. So they're saving themselves. Which, like I said, you know, people say it's right. Some people say it's wrong. I, I, I don't see a problem with it, but it's like a big debate. I mean, you kind of you got to look after number one, you know? Yeah, yeah. Especially if you got a chance. Now they pay the players in college football. Which is a good thing, you know, if you're using the rights of players. Football is just a weird sport because it's very much like a hostile sport. Like one day you could be on top of the world fine. And then in five seconds you could literally, you know, be paralyzed, which has happened in some cases. So it's a very like you got to watch out for yourself. We'll see how it goes. Maybe for the better, maybe for the worse. There's my college football talk for the week. Go sports ball. Woo-hoo. Go sports ball. All right. Any more questions or, we, or else we can move on to Alex's awesome news. Alex's announcement. I have an announcement on behalf of the entire Out of the Drying Pan because I guess this is our listener feedback corner segment. Hooray! Because we always encourage you guys to reach out to us and one of you guys did and we are so thrilled. So this is a feedback response that we got via Spotify. Jack writes, this is for episode seven specifically, the birds and the butterfreeze. Jack, if you're still listening 101 episodes later, I commend you. (laughs) Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jack. Maybe they alternate, right? Maybe they go to an old episode and then a new episode. You never know. In 100 and something episodes, Jack, if you do go chronologically, we just like to say thank you. And the comment that was left was, I'm loving the show more and more each episode. How sweet. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. And and guess what, Jack? You got nowhere to go but up from there. I know. It only gets better. Or yeah. worse, I don't know, depending on you. It gets, it gets more wild. We get more comfortable. Yep. Yeah. So always nice to hear from our listeners. So thank you guys so much. All right. Is that it for the week? So we're ready to move on. You mentioned uh, butt plugs earlier, Austin. Uh, as I often do. Yep. And that reminded me of one time this, uh, my friend was dating a girl and he was texting her and I looked over and I happened to see what he was saying. And he told her that um, after tonight, sweetheart, there's going to be seven planets left because I'm going to destroy Uranus. So, hey. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Was that your transition? Er, no, back up. We can't transition without addressing the egregious thing that Jacob just said and what not about? about the butt plug. This week episode, the light's fantastic. No, 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 no. I have to do justice to my boy Pluto because you said seven planets. No, and no, fucking no, nine There's going to be no, seven no. planets left after no. I destroy your anus. No. Yep, it's never been a planet. I vehemently disagree with that. I don't care. When I was coming up in school, we were taught Pluto was a planet and I will die on this hill. I do not care. Evolution is not real. Climate change is not real. <laughs> Pluto isn't Pluto real. Is real. Pluto is not real. Pluto is real. It's a, it's real a moon. Boy. Pluto's a moon, isn't it? It's a moon. It's a dwarf planet. Thank you, Jack, for listening.
it's going to be a real planet in my heart. Is let's see what the Google says. Is Pluto a planet? No, that's because the space people decided that it wasn't, and we can't listen to that. Yeah, them. the scientists who have found every single thing with space decided it wasn't a planet. Those nerds, they don't know what they're talking about. Um, let's go back to destroying your anus with uh, this week's episodes. Oh my god. Yeah, so the light fantastic is the first one we're going to talk about here. I don't know. This episode's a trip. Like, Kentucky Route Zero is a trip. This is like a trippity trip. Was this fun, weird, or just like this was unappealing, weird? Every. This was all over the place. It was fucking bizarre. I got unappealing, weird. Yeah. I did too. Kentucky Route Zero, I play something. I'm like, this is weird, but then I reflect on it later. It makes me come back to it. This is like, I don't know. This is just bizarre. This is bizarro world. Ew. My nine-year-old self made the right decision and stopped watching right before this. <laughs> this one almost made me stop watching. Like, if I didn't, I wouldn't be watching any of this unless I had to. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're skipping ahead to home. Just kidding. Let's go ahead. Let's jump ahead. <laughs> Let's <go again>. forget, <laughs> forget bonding with your friends or anything like that. Yeah. I'm <laughs> being forced to do this. Please help me. Uh, okay, the light fantastic. Uh, the order for this week is Alex, you're summarizing. Awesome. No, the light fantastic. <laughs> And then you can chime in, and then I get um, unbearable. Alex, you can you can basically take over this episode for me because I have nothing to say. Yeah, you got to refresh our memory too. You, you probably saw it a lot more recent. I did. I watched it this morning, but I told myself like, okay, because I was I was thinking back to our old episodes. I was like, I was really bad about being really contrary. Like, oh no, I don't want to summarize this. And I told myself I wasn't going to do that. I'm going to just take what the randomizer says. But this particular episode, <laughs> I'm breaking that rule because I fucking. Oh, I was like, I don't want to summarize this. This is terrible. You don't want to summarize Light Fantastic? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Oh, see, okay. I, we have a fundamental problem on this podcast. We refer to both the 30-second summaries and the full-length summaries as just oh, summaries. The su- and so the I always seconds. get confused. And we need to come up with better terminology. You know, 118 episodes in. Right. Okay, Alex is going to synthesize this episode. I'm going to distill right it. You're a fantasmia. Distill. This episode. Make pancakes appear. I'm going to extrapolate on it. There you go. Yeah. Extrapolate. Y'all, I don't even know where to start with this fucking episode, but I'm going to try. You got 30 seconds to do it. Shit. Are you going to time it, Austin, or should I? Uh, you do it, please. I was hoping you would, but I can I can do oh, it. So, well, I'm, I'm trying to do it. Hold it's okay. On. No, it's okay. I got 10 seconds left. Let me get to a nice okay, Alex, number. Get ready. In three, two, one, go. Pure chaos, just like this episode. The twerps are dehydrating to death in the badlands between Ecruteague and Olivine. There's an aurora in the sky. They come across like a city made of wood, which should have like rotted into oblivion millennia ago. Nurse Joy's there. There's some remorades. Then all of a sudden, an artist with a hamburger's in his mouth. And he's like, I gotta figure out the lights. And then there's an ice butt plug, remorades. I don't know what the fuck. We don't really ever come to a conclusion. This is very weird. And I'm trying to end it here because what else is there to say? So it's an it's an ice butt plug. That's right. It's an ice butt plug. So there was a there was a TV show that used an ice butt plug. And was it Jackass? No, it was called Blue Mountain State, and it was like football players, and I guess what? they would jam uh, a rod of ice up their butts before the game to give them energy and like provoke strength and determination. <laughs> I think Excuse that was like a me? sexual misconduct. No, 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 no. This is real. Let me see. I'm sorry. Wait, was this a movie you said or real life? It was a TV show on Spike. Like, I remember it. I remember it on Spike. You remember yes, this? Okay, Spike. yeah. There was an ice rod thing on there. Okay, but I don't remember that. Okay, there was. Well, this is 
disturbing. I found the picture. Send us a picture. I got it right here. This is the ice butt plug episode, you guys, so we may as well just embrace it. There it is. It's an ice rod. Why is everything so sexual in football? It's very erotic. It's just a dude thing. Well, it's a physical activity. It's like inherently there's an eroticism to it. It's all naked butts and towels and ice rods being shoved oh, up. What kind of football holes. are you watching? <laughs> I don't know. Are you talking about like the tight pants? Because they're wearing cups, right? Yeah. Oh, God. I, I didn't wear one one time and I got, oh, it was not good. It's so like homoerotic all the time. Like it's just. Yeah, that's how, exactly how I felt when I was playing. Like oh, questioning my sexuality the whole time. <laughs> I mean, it's like super muscly guys who are all sweaty and stuff. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but it was awesome. Yep. Well, it's no wrestling. <laughs> That's true. Oh my god. That's even worse. That's a lot of spandex. Wrestling's the, the offender is not the right word, but it's the most homoerotic of them all. Yeah. And the crazy thing about football is you're taught to go low the whole time. Low man wins. Tight end, wide receiver, all the terminologies there. Receiver. So our favorite wide receiver, Ash, and his oh. quarterback, Brock, and what's another football position, Jacob? Would you look at him for Misty? Yeah. She might be a cornerback. No, I said Brock was the quarterback. No, corner. Cornerback. Oh, cornerback. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cornerback Misty, along with um, Waterboy Pikachu and Deranged Fan Togepi. They <laughs> are... Oh, gosh. What? <laughs> I got a football story about an equipment manager. Ooh. I didn't mean to break off. Uh, well, we had these ice rods. No. Every, like, Monday at practice, we would get served Gatorade, which was awesome. Because mm-hmm. it was that powdered Gatorade, too, so you could, like, really cram it in there and get a very Gatorade taste. And we're all drinking this Gatorade. But then we, one day I'm walking by and I see how this Gatorade's made. And our equipment manager would just dump the powder in the top of the cooler. And then all of a sudden I see him pull up his arm sleeve. Stop. Oh, no. Stop. Put his arm in the cooler. No, no, And start doing no. a counterclockwise swirl motion. That is... <laughs> I didn't tell anybody. I just never drank the Gatorade. I bet. So this is how we all get like mega staff infections. Well, that is actually funny you say that because that year we did have a staff outbreak. But I don't think that's I don't think that's what caused it, though. Somebody just didn't bathe. So the twerps have used up the last of their arm Gatorade that they had. (laughs) And it's giving them all staff infections. And they're just like wandering the badlands of Johto. Not trying to touch each other. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to die, essentially. <laughs> they're like lepers walking out there. <laughs> what even oh is God. this episode already? This is absurd. <laughs> it's Mad Max. It's a little bit Mad Maxy with the desert. Kind of. It's more surreal than Mad Max. Um, <laughs> Team Rocket's also dying. And suddenly we all see an Aurora Borealis in the desert. Because that's a thing that happens. And we're all like, what the fuck is this episode? Let's go investigate. So we investigate, and instead of an explanation for the Aurora, we find the ruins of the ancient colossal tree tribe. Guys, this episode has completely descended into madness. This is so fucking weird. We're like a minute in. Yeah. I know, it's not even like 30 seconds after the title card, and it's like, okay, first of all, I have some questions about like the science of it all, because if this is a ruin made of wood... Wouldn't it have rotted away centuries ago? Uh, depends what kind of wood. Wood does not. Where did they? Where did the wood come from? There's nothing around there. There's no trees or anything, too. This is our deforestation episode, so. Nurse Joy has some answers for us. The Lorax. Thank comes. God. 
because Nurse Joy just happens to be here. She's not doing her job because no one ever comes to her desert Pokemon Center. They Everybody's just... dying out in the desert. She's trying to save them. They're like getting. <laughs> she's looking for people. Actually, she's doing like an archaeological expedition for some reason because we find some giant Remoraids just sitting around. They have like carvings on them. And Misty's like, look, a Remoraid. I saw those on TV. Is that a Pokemon? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Real quick, real quick question about the Remoraids. Mm-hmm. Misty says this was a carving, which it looks like a wood carving that was just done out of wood. Correct. But Nurse Joy claims that, no, that's a dead carcass. That's a fossil. A fossilized Remoraid. That's not true. I think Nurse Joy is stupid. She's she's smoking. She, she's getting high on her own supply or something like that. Cause it's like 20 times bigger than a Remoraid would be. Yes. Like, it looks like the same wooden texture as the rest of the ruins. And there's, like, a million of them littered throughout. And they have the carving symbols all over them. Yes. Turns out that the ancient colossal tree tribe was also known as the Remoradians. <laughs> because of That's really they cool. Were. Yeah, the Remoradians. <laughs> that sounds awesome. It's a much better title than ancient colossal tree tribe. I'll say that. Yeah, they should have titled the episode that. I'm, I'm just in here, like... I don't understand. There's fish in the desert, and there's a tree tribe in the desert. What's going on? Is it, is it this point that we get the backstory on the Remoradians? Uh, you tell me. Is this one? Okay, it is. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it is. Because yes, it is. <laughs> it is. We hear the story. I can't remember if it's Joy or Brock who tells us the story. <laughs> I hope it's Brock. <laughs> just, just to know, he just knows this stuff. I'm going to assume it's Brock because Joy doesn't know what the fuck she's yeah. talking about. She sees like a wood carving. She's like, it's a fossil. <laughs> I guess it would be a fossil of wood. Okay, so it's fossilized wood. How does wood fo- can Can wood fossilize? Yes. yes. Okay. Are we sure? Petrified wood, also non- known as petrified tree, is the name given to a special type of fossilized wood. The organic materials making up cell walls have been replicated with minerals. In some instances, the original structure of the stem tissue may be partially retained. Yes, so wood can petrify, and perhaps that is what the explanation is. But it's not wood that's there, though. It's the minerals that have fossilized the wood. I think Pseudo-Wudo is supposed to be petrified tree, right? Is that? Because he's a rock. That's a good observation. So wood can fossilize with the help of rock. Petrified wood forms when woody stems of plants are buried in wet sediments saturated with dissolved minerals. The lack of oxygen slows decay of the wood, allowing minerals to replace cell walls and fill void spaces in the wood. So it's a vacuum. You have to trap it in a vacuum. Just like animal fossils. Like, they're actually rock. Yeah. They didn't do a very good job explaining that. No, they did not. I'm trying to make logic out of this insane scenario, and it's not working. So mm-hmm. let's just hear the backstory of the Remoradians. Yeah, Mr. Hindsight's going to give us the backstory, Brock. <laughs> Turns out this desert used to be a, a flourishing forest. And the ancient colossal tree tribe, Remoradians, <laughs> decided to use the forest to make some ancient city. And there used to be rivers everywhere. And there was all these Remoraids. And I guess they really liked the Remoraids for some reason. I don't know. They made their city... But they were bad about their preservation of the forest, and they clear-cut the entire thing, which completely changed the environment into be a desert wasteland. That can happen, I think. That ha- that's how the Sahara was formed, actually, I think. There's no shade, there's no ground cover, there's no roots to hold the soil in, so it becomes an arid wasteland. So the, all the rivers dried up, and all the Remoraid are dead. 
They fossilized. Yeah. Yeah, they fossil. They turned into wood and they fossilized. And <laughs> That's, you never heard that ramorate out. <laughs> that make oh jerky. <laughs> I don't feel pity for whoever was assigned this episode. They were given a picture of a ramorate, which is just a fish, and they were told make twenty two minutes out of this. Y'all, wouldn't it have been such a better idea if it was, like, the Remoraid squad and they all, like, had the Remoraids as their little, like, water guns and they, like, went around, yes. like, spraying people or something. Like, I don't know. It would have been, anything would have been better. That's what goes completely unmentioned in this episode is Remoraid is actually a gun. It's a pistol. Yeah. But that, there's no reference to that whatsoever. The more you know. Well, we, we got this episode instead about the ancient Remoradians and the crystal butt plug, which is coming up, so. That's my favorite type. <laughs> so I have a note here that says, the twerps think that Joy wants to fuck Ash. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. Joy she wants takes to. takes one of those crystal rods and it, it's weird. It's not needed. <laughs> it's weird. Does she want to fuck Ash, or is she having a thing for Pikachu, is really the question. Oh, was that what it was? She was like, yeah. oh, Pikachu. Okay, okay. Brock gets jealous, though. But then she's like, oh, aren't you the cutiest of cutie pies? And it's then she pets Pikachu instead of Ash. So she wants to fuck Pikachu. Got it. Right. Now. Who doesn't? We all we all go to the Pokemon Center. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We all fuck Pikachu, and then we all go to the Pokemon Center. <laughs> and all these Ramoradians follow us. Yeah. And um, so, like all Pokemon Centers, this Pokemon Center. <laughs> oh, they said, I thought you said Sinners. Center. Like, you- <laughs> like all Centers, we all want to okay. fuck Pikachu, and we go to the Pokemon Center, <laughs> where there's a giant cavernous underwater lake underneath the Pokemon Center. I love how there's just a staircase just a regular stairway down to the cavern. Like, that's all it takes to get there. They just walk downstairs. Why is the Pokemon universe full of, like, hidden water? Like, remember the Mewtwo movie? There's, like, this cure-all hip sea water, and then all of a sudden in this, <laughs> in this like, forest that used to be a forest, there's all this... <laughs> Mewtwo took the water from the Rimmer Radiance, and he stored it underground oh. for some reason. So what in deforestation? It was Mewtwo when they oh, the, hated it was. the Rimmer Radiance and killed them all. While the twerps and Joy are at the underground cave water source, uh, a Frenchman appears, and he has stalked them to the lake to introduce himself, and he's Mr. Gango, and he's here to search for the rainbow lights, aka the Aurora. Okay, I have a question about this, and did anybody else catch that? Because he, this old guy comes up, and he's like, hello, I'm obviously Vincent Van Gogh. But he's like, I've been here every 12 years since I first saw something 24 years ago. So that means he's only been here twice. This is the second time. <laughs> like, I- am I right about that? <laughs> That's good. How old was he 24 years ago? Because it's less, like the timeline didn't work, right? He, okay, he's old now. Does this happen every 12 years? Austin hasn't covered that part yet. Okay, but I'm just saying this is other perf- This is perfect timing for the twerps. <laughs> with like a- oh, good point. Good point. Good point. Oh my it's god! Not like you're annual right, festival. Yeah. It's an every twelve years event that they so come on the day all, of. <laughs> it's all garbage. It's all shit. They just happen. I don't know what's going on here. There's some kind of like time catalyst that they're carrying around that just happens to make everything happen. Everything's like frozen in time until the twerps arrive in the scene. So, Austin, you want to explain the 12-year thing? Sure. When Mr. Gango was a young man, question mark? Middle-aged. Middle-aged man. Okay, that makes more sense. He was apparently a failing Pokemon trainer 
Do you think he has a LinkedIn? No. <laughs> LinkedIn doesn't exist yet because it's 2001, I believe. He's on like some sort of like message board somewhere. AOL online. You got to get on AIM and you got to like hit him yeah. up. Uh, his name is Gango69. <laughs> he is here because when he was a younger man he saw the lights and he was like it's the most beautiful thing i've ever seen he was high and he falls to his <laughs> knees and cries and now he has to devote his life to every dozen years coming back to this location to sketch it with a crayon um, can we talk about, I have a burning question about when they did the cutaway back to his, like, younger years when he first saw the Aurora Desert Borealis thing. Why the fuck did he have a hamburger in his mouth? He's hungry. He just had a fucking hamburger in his mouth with no explanation. Is that, like, a, a fetish thing or something? Like, what? It was a Ram Radium burger. Like, what is this episode? Well, he's French, right? They're known for their burgers. Hamburgers weren't even invented in France. Yeah, they were. invented in... No, that was... Hamburger. It was, like, invented in France, but it was a German guy. Hold on. I gotta find the origin of the hamburger. A hamburger, or simply burger. Okay, I I want to know what the origin... Go to origin. (laughs) (laughs) We don't don't need to read the enunciation. The origins remain obscure. Ooh. The 1758 edition of the book, The Art of Cookery... Made plain and easy included a recipe called Hamburg Sausage. Though hamburger steak sandwiches have been advertised in U.S. newspapers from New York to Hawaii since at least the ni- 1890s. So Mr. Gango and his hamburger and his crayons have a mission to draw <laughs> the Aurora Borealis. Sure. But it only appears for seconds at a time. So he's unable to finish it, I guess. Or he, his other theory is he doesn't have enough crayons. So this year, he has a box of 251 crayons. That's one for every Pokemon. Alex, thoughts? First of all, I think the fact that he has, that was like a needless descriptor. Like, that never goes anywhere. But are you talking about my thoughts on there only being 251 Pokemon at this very moment in time? Yes. That's crazy, man. I would like to see the current crayon box with the current amount of Pokemon and seeing... Um, There's a thousand something. Yes, yeah, so he just walked up with this giant-ass box of crayons. Okay, I'm going to Google real quick. What's the biggest box of crayons you can currently buy? Can I take a guess? I want 500. Give me 500 box of crayons. Well, let's see. What's Okay, Crayola's website says, what is the largest box of crayons you manufacture? Crayola manufactures 120 different Crayola colors not including specialty colors. So this guy is way ahead of the curve because you can only just buy a box of 120 count. He got the Rose Art set. Ooh, Rose Arts are gross. Sorry. They're so nasty. They're bad, terrible. Crayola's the only kind. They're like one of the only brand name things that I can like literally say is better. I can vouch for a lactate milk being better than the Walmart brand. Lactate milk? So everyone has some lactate milk. And they all decide they're going to follow Mr. Gango to find the origins of the lights, which no one has ever bothered to investigate ever. But all you need to do is do some math on a map, and it shows that the lights are coming from Remoraid Lake on Remoraid Mountain. You don't even need to do math. You can just look over there, and they they were like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right above the lake. So the twerps are going, and so is um, some archaeologists who have found a mummified Meowth. And oh. believe it or not... These archaeologists are actually Jesse and James. Shocking. So everyone goes to the lake. It takes an entire day to go to the lake. 
because night falls and they realize that there is more greenery as they approach Remoraid Lake. And there in the center of the lake is a butt plug, <laughs> like a 500 foot butt plug. It really looks more like a dragon dildo. Uh, what does yes. that look like? I've never seen that before. Google dragon dildo. Oh, okay. Or don't, you know. One of them is called the Austin, by the way. Oh, you're talking about Bad Dragon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not to name drop a specific toy company. Uh, we are sponsored by Bad Dragon. Oh if God. you would like to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, any Bad Dragon employees listening want to, like, you know, we can sponsor you or something. Do some Advo. So everyone's like, wow, it's a giant crystal Bad Dragon dildo. We're all marveling at it. And then so Meowth the mummy goes up and he licks it. As one does. And it turns out it's actually ice. Team Rocket versus uh, Twerp's fight is going to break out. But Mr. Gango pulls out his Venusaur. And even though it's the middle of the night, Venusaur is able to do a solar beam in about three seconds and blast off Team Rocket. Yeah, I had a what question. Was this? Okay, that was weird because I, I didn't think that was right. It was not. Because I remember you guys saying like one can do it instantly like as the evolutions go on. But it has to be during the daylight, right? If you use Sunny Day to set it sunny up, day. you can do a solar beam in one move instead of a like staging move and then the attack. Okay. But that's like the least ridiculous part of this episode, so I'm yeah. going to move on. That's fair. <laughs> that That's what bothered me with this episode. I don't know. That's the one else. thing that's that That's the one thing I found wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like... That's the one thing... Uh, my, I can put my mind at ease now, so okay. continue. Now the sun rises, so the twerps have been pulling an all-nighter, finding the bad dragon dildo, and... Remoraids start to sprout from the ground because they all live underwater or underground and they like <laughs> kind of like burrow their way up through the ground and they all get together as a group and they spray water gun on the dildo and it turns into more of a mushroom like structure. <laughs> it's like an uncircumcised one. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a looker. It goes four ice, like foreskin, four ice. I don't know. There's like, all, like the water melts and there's river water flows now. It's dripping because, of course, it's dripping, leaking everywhere. Misty herself is dripping because she's trying to catch a remoraid. It was aroused, clearly. What? I mean, this could have been done the whole time. I, I'm, I'm confused about what was the like the spark that did this. They emerge from the ground every 12 years for this ritual that they've somehow come up with. I just don't know how we're just now discovering this. Though I don't. No know. one bothered to care. No one gives okay. a shit about Johto in the Badlands. <laughs> just like leave it. Can let you it be. blame them? <laughs> <laughs> let it be. Who cares about the Remoradiance? I'm sorry. Was this Gan Go guy like living at the Pokemon Center for like 12 years, or did he just come back after 12 years? I think he just came back. He came back from Kalos. Why didn't it occur to him to like go towards the lake the first time? He's not the brightest crayon in the box. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> but. We get two lights, light shows this episode, though, don't we? Oh, yeah. The, the lights are coming from the dildo. Okay. Right? So we get, <laughs> so he had to wait 12 years, and then we get, like, two within 24 hours? Yes. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There was multiple more than two. There was the one the, the twerps initially saw. There was the one that... Did Team Rocket see one, or did they see one all together at the Pokemon Center? I thought that was the same one they first saw. They saw at least three times because they had the initial one, the one at the Pokemon Center, and then the one that they see the Remoraids do at the end. Hold on. So has the dildo been recently created and that's why the Aurora appears and the Remoraids have been doing this for like a day or so? No, because Gango said he saw the Aurora 
12 years ago. But I think every 12 years, they make a new one and it lasts for like a few days. How does it take 12 years to melt in the 100 degree weather? It can't take 12 years. It has to be gone soon, right? So you're saying that they create it every 12 years, it melts, and then they hibernate for 12 more years. And it only exists for a few days, during which time the auroras exist. This is so weird. What is this episode, y'all? I I don't know. (laughs) Okay, here's the most damning thing. We have not had to come up with any of our own fan fiction to explain you any gaps. that's true. This is just straight, we're repeating what the episode was. Trying to make logic. We're trying to compare it to real life, and we can't. Like, we know the Aurora Borealis here, how that happens, the frequency of it, all that stuff. We can't compare it to this, because this makes... This is just whenever they want to. I want to know, like, what they were smoking when they wrote this episode. Ayahuasca. I mean, clearly. Is that legal? No. I don't think so. I could be wrong. It's legal in California, I'm sure. So... (laughs) That's a good, yeah. I don't exactly know what happens. Misty tries and catch a remoraid, but she can't catch a remoraid because <gasps> all the remoraids touch each other. They, yeah, they touch each other. Yeah, and that prevents them from going to Pokeball. Pokeball mechanics. They took her to school. <laughs> Get it? Because the school of fish. Got it. <laughs> okay. So Pokeball mechanics, <laughs> like an execute, they have to have six to go in the ball, but a remoraid has to be alone unless okay. it's with a mantine. In which case, it can go in the Pokeball. This is so ridiculous. This doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense at all. Is this like in the games where you can't catch, like if you have a double battle, you can't catch a singular Pokemon because there's two on the field, which I think is the dumbest fucking rule ever. That's a good point, Alex. And I don't understand why the Pokeball just can't catch and absorb the one Pokemon it hits, regardless of if the other ones are like kissing it. It makes you think if there were, like, early malfunctions in, like, Pokemon technology where, like, you threw it at a group and it tried to catch more than one, but as it absorbed them, it, like, made some kind of, like, weird hybrid Pokemon. But then you have the ones, the ones like Mousehold or stuff like that, where they inherently have a group. What about Kangaskhan? There's a baby. Or Kangaskhan. Yeah. What other Pokemon have, like, double, aside from, okay, so, like, Mantine, Execute, there's gotta be more. Um, Phalanx. Oh, right. Hmm. Okay, Pokemon made up of multiple. Okay, Magneton. That's true. Dug that's Trio, three. Weezing, technically, I guess. Uh, uh, that's, that's a weird kind one. Of, uh, no, that's kind of like part of the same body. Slowbro and Shelter. Um. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. What about Wishy Washy? But there's only one Wishy Washy in the ball, right? And then it, all the others come and join. Doblade. Uh, oh, I don't know there. About mm. I don't think Binacle counts. Combi, they're also like attached to each other. Yeah, that's a weird one. That's a tripod looking thing. Clink and clink clang and all that. I don't know. Oh, the two gears spinning, two cogs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's all kinds of these examples. Anyway, whatever. That's later. As long as the remorades are 69ing each other, Misty can't, can't catch, catch them. them. Right. Got it. Okay. <laughs> now, I think they like go back to the Pokemon Center or some shit, and Gango's like, I don't need to do this anymore. And the twerps are like, okay, bye. And then the episode's over. I don't know. I stopped paying attention in the last couple of minutes. Yeah, he actually takes out a brush and just makes a Z out of it and disappears. He, who even knows if he was real? This episode was a fever dream, and I'm glad it's done. I guess he just, like, went off to, like, die or something. Die in the Badlands. Yeah. Maybe he was, like, the ghost of the Remoradians or something. I don't know. Did you notice he was missing an ear, too? Like, the real Vincent Van Gogh? He was not. He yeah, was he's not. He's missing his left ear, like the actual Vincent Van Gogh, when he cut off his left ear. Hold on. No. What, Jacob? What? 
I think you're just making things up that you want to be true. No, nah, I saw it. So, fun fact, when you Google Gan Go, you get Van Gogh. Who would have thought? Oh. Well, it's trying to tell me about the Pokemon crossover Van Gogh Museum thing. Oh, yeah. The one that people have, like, riots in the Van Gogh Museum. Yeah, because people are absolutely insane. Here are his two ears, just FYI. Oh, okay, you found a picture of him. My Google won't even, like, pull him up because it insists to me that it needs me to look up the art exhibit. See? Here he is with a burger in his mouth. The fuck? Well, I must have watched something else. You were watching with one eye closed. (laughs) Hold on, I'm looking that up. Does Bulbapedia, that we love to hate, have any sort of trivia... It's probably a jap. It's probably like a Japanese thing, like the toast in the mouth in the yeah. morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the trivia from Bulbapedia for this episode. It's one of them is the light at Remoraid Lake resembles the aurora produced by Deoxys. Okay, also known as the aurora on the planet Earth. Trivia. Okay, nothing about the hamburger. Alex, you need to let the hamburger. Just, go. I can't. It's, it's over. You let the hamburger go. I can't let it go. It's it's just. It's psyching me out. Like, it's weird. There's no meat between those buns. Just let it go. All right, I'll move on. I'll try. I guess that's it for the trip episode. The bad trip. Did anyone enjoy this? No. No. And that's, I feel bad saying that because I'm usually the one who's like, come on, guys. We got to love our craft and love all the episodes. Pokemon forever. But like, nah, fam, this wasn't it. Uh, I'm glad you're able to make sense of it, Austin, because I I was lost. I I did not make sense of it. There was, like, five episodes in this episode. Like, these are all, like, the reject storyboard ideas that they, like, smashed into one. Okay, so we have the Remorades replenishing the Earth. We have the artist trying to find the mystery phenomenon. What else? The Ancient Tree Society? Sure. That's three. They just don't belong together. Nurse Joy lusting for Pikachu. Okay, I thought, can we talk very, very briefly on the flower that she was holding? Like, I thought the flower, because it's a very weird looking design. I thought that was going to have some kind of significance, and it didn't. Oh, it it was something about that that was the only thing that could grow there. I don't know why it was important. Like, I thought she was going to, like, take the flower and, like, it was going to be part of, like, the Remoraid ritual and they have to, like, like, eat the flower. Kind of like, kind of like that one sad episode of The Land Before Time where Littlefoot has to take the fancy flower to his dying grandfather. Like, I thought they were going to find, like, a dying Remoraid and, like, have to take the flower oh, to yeah. it or something. He has to eat it and survive. Yeah. yeah. Backed up and he needs, like, a laxative, so... Can we do a Land Before Time podcast? No, my God, it would break my heart. Podcast Before Time? I, I love the Land Before Time, you guys. It makes me cry every single time. Those uh, 90s cartoons really had an impact on you, Alex. That was 80s. 80s or 90s. Guys, between, I swear to God, I know I've talked about this ad nauseum on this podcast. We got it. Between the Brave Land Little Before Toaster. Time, Land Before the Brave Time. Little to- yep, that's it. It's why I'm the way I am now. Watershed Down. We get it. American Tale. I do remember that one. Is that the one with the rats? Yes. That was a good one. There are so many, like, mice movies. Yeah, what was up with the obsession in, like, the The Secret of Nim. Yeah. Mice. There was the one where that kid turns into a mouse. Stuart Little. That was a big Stuart thing. Stuart Little. The kid got turned into a mouse. I don't recall that one. It was the one where, like, these witches come to the hotel and they turn... Oh, that was the witches. Oh, the witches. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end, they turn into mice, but then they get killed by an exterminator. Anyway. Let me see here. Most viable player, least viable player in a quote. And, oh, God, I'm going first. I don't even have a... Okay, actually, I do. I do have a quote. So never mind. Oh, my God. I'm going to give my MVP to the to the wood 
for being fossilized. I know that's hard to do. For you to stick around this long and give us this episode, thank you for your sacrifice. Um, my LVP, I'm going to give it to the hamburger. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the highlight of the episode, and a uh, hamburger should never be the highlight of the episode. My quote comes from James, and it's when they first appear, and they're just talking about how nasty the desert is, and James says, archaeologists like it dirty. Who's your mummy? Yeah, he totally said that. I didn't have a quote because I didn't pay attention. (laughs) So I just said, I looked up archaeology puns real quick. I was about to say, did you come up with that on your own? I just mean, yeah, uh, there's nothing there. Who's next? Uh, uh, Alex. I didn't write anything. I've stopped writing something because I think it's more fun to just come up with stuff. Yeah, and then you say that every single episode and I have to edit it out in every single episode. Oh, you do? Okay, we'll leave it in this time. (laughs) I am going to give my MVP to the hamburger damn it that was gonna be mine i'm so sorry it's inspiring so many questions and i'm just i'm so intrigued and infuriated all at the same time and i applaud any element in a story that can elicit that kind of feeling my lvp is gonna be i don't know nurse joy she really doesn't do anything except for hide behind pillars and not contribute anything towards this episode my quote is going to be when Team Rocket appears and they're posing as the archaeologists at the Pokemon Center and Joy says, oh, this is so exciting. Have you dug up anything interesting at the ruins yet? And James says, yes. In fact, just this morning, we unearthed this mummy of an ancient Meowth. And Jesse says, see, it's old and dusty and dried out. That's all I got. Yeah, it was, it was not the quotes. <laughs> it was it was a dry and dusty episode for quotes, you guys. Yeah, it really was. So sorry. My MVP is going to be my hair. Because what? it's finally starting to grow out on top. And I think in a couple days, I'll be able to get like a really good Did you get plugs? thing going with it. What? Did you get plugs? No. No. Oh. <laughs> I, have, I have voluminous hair, Jacob. You know this about me. It's thick. Ooh, I like the faux hawk thing going on. Yeah, I should I should do that. You think, you th- would that be unprofessional? I- Austin, I don't really think like your workplace really cares about like hair. It's like being unprofessional. That's true. Yeah, I'll be able to get a good hairstyle going. Oh my gosh, I just had a memory, Austin. What? Once upon a time, Austin had an earring, and every single day, ever since I've met Austin, because he he had the earring when I met him, and I think about this from time to time, it lives rent-free in my head, and I'm like wishing for the day when Austin would get his ear re-pierced, but he refuses to do it. Do it, Austin. I remember when Austin had blonde hair. No, that was cool. Sometimes I get bored and I like I'm like, let's do some very low stakes body modification. <laughs> maybe one day, Austin, maybe you'll bring your earring back. Mm, I doubt it. Um, not a Saint Albert piercing. That could ha- no, not really. Whoa, what is that? That's a penis. Oh, that would. I've hurt. had experience with those. I'm not a fan. Am I MVP? Oh, okay. Is it the shaft story. or the balls? The penis itself. Oh my now, god! How do you urinate? That's got to get rusty, right? My LVP is going to be St. <laughs> Albert's piercing. It would swell. <laughs> and my quote is going to be because <laughs> it's like if you do a nipple, you lose feeling in the nipple. My quote is going to be Misty saying about the Aurora Borealis. Maybe it's a spaceship. And Brock says, "Hmm, I doubt that." <laughs> Not a spaceship. Y'all, we're unhinged. Nobody gave their LVP to the giant ice dildo. My God. My MVP is going to be the giant ice dildo oh, because. Okay. How many MVPs is this? Like five now that you've had? Okay. <laughs> That's going to be my real one because I'm not actually going to do my hair. 
Okay. And it's going to be the giant ice dildo will be my MVP because I don't know, sex positivity or something. Sure. Okay. <laughs> no shame put a, here. Put a spin on it. I love it. All right. Is that it? We good That's now? That's it. Okay. Oh uh, my God. I'm so done. I guess. Yeah. Well, we got one more. <laughs> Hopefully it's not becoming unbearable. This was a much better episode. Mm -hmm. If you're still here, listeners, definitely applaud you for that. I guess I'll time you this time, Alex. Oh, God, I got to do this again. Shit. All right. Are you ready? Three, two, one, go. So we're at the part of the forest that the Remoradians didn't cut down a million years ago. Um, so it's, apparently there's a scary Pokemon that lives in the woods and they're trying to figure out what it is. They go to sleep in a random shack. Turns out that a Teddy Ursa is like terrorizing these woods and it manipulates the Torp Pokemon and thinks that, oh, Totodile and Chikorita are responsible for stealing everything. Misty blames everything on Ash's Pokemon, but they find out that Teddy Ursa was the real horrible Time. culprit and the end. That was good. It evolves. That was a. This is not like a as dense of a plot as our last episode because that was all over the place. But we're pretty isolated with this one here. This is a keep it simple, stupid episode, and I appreciated that. I needed a break. And the only problem I have is how many Teddy Ursa and Ursaring episodes are we gonna get? That's what I was just about to ask. Didn't we already have like an Ursaring breeding season episode or something? Yes, but there was not a single Teddy Ursa to be seen. Wait, is this the first time we've seen Teddy Ursa? In no. the mainline anime. Oh. Molly had a Teddy Ursa, Molly Hale, and the Peachy Brothers have a Teddy Ursa friend. But other than that, this is the first Teddy Ursa. Okay, got it. So like Alex said, we go from desert to like dense forest, no transition. It's uh, it's no big deal, right? We kind of see the twerps are walking through and Brock's like, hey, there's scary Pokemon here. There's no evidence of that. There's no signs like there typically are. Sidebar... Side view over here. We're at Team Rocket. They're in a cornfield and trying to survive as usual. They're low on food. They're having empty business ideas. But we need somewhere to stay the night. Our crew does. So we come across a timeshare uh, one, or one of those Team Rocket timeshare cabins that just happened to be there. <laughs> and we're like, hey, we're going to sleep here. This is comfort. It's unfurnished. I was so happy that we actually saw them finding a log cabin being like, no one's here. Guess it's ours. <laughs> <Yep>. Like, <laughs> I, felt, I felt at home when I saw that because I'm like, all right, now I get some nostalgia from actually when it was bearable. Didn't we talk about this at some point where since Pokemon is like a perfect utopia, they have these free to use just wooden shacks like rest stop areas in between places where there isn't a Pokemon Center. It's like, oh, you can go and get out of the elements like in these pop up shacks. I think they're just squatting. Yeah. It's like one of those Team Rocket cabin things, that pop-up cabins that somebody left, forgot to deflate. We do knock, which, okay, let me rephrase that. We open the door, and we ask if anybody's <laughs> there, and we go in when we hear when we don't get a response. Okay, real, real talk, though. Isn't that, like, a thing? Like, if you're in a remote northern area, like, don't, like, the wildlife rangers and forestry people, they tell people who own cabins in those areas are like, leave your door unlocked in case somebody is wandering through and exposed to the elements they have a place to, like, go into during the event of, like, a storm. I think that's, like, a real thing. So maybe the person who owns this leaves their door unlocked for passing trainers. I wouldn't do that, but if people are willing to do that, that's cool. I'd be afraid somebody would trash it, but... But Pokemon is a utopia, so we don't have to worry about that. We got our sleeping bags out. We're gonna shack up here. And it's pretty nice. We're sleeping pretty well. 
Uh, Brock's having a wet dream. Oh, God. He really is. I'm not just trying to be funny here. He is yeah, actually he really fan- is. No, he he's, really is. Yeah. He's fantasizing about Nurse Joy and what he would do to her. And we're here, we hear about it. And um, it's kind of, you can definitely tell he's inexperienced. But hey, he's, he's having a good time. He's 15. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. It's pretty normal behavior. Uh, but anyway, we hear a noise outside. And you can't wake Brock. You know, you don't want to disturb him. Let him finish. Uh, Ash and Mister are going to go check it out. We're going to go outside. We're going to kick the door open. Check it out. Maybe it's the owners suing the cabin. Maybe they're coming back. We don't know. We're just trying to be nice. How awesome would that have been? Yeah, I was, I was hoping for that, but that's not that's not what happens. In fact, we don't even find what it really is. We just kind of do. We see like eyes looking through the forest, like Scooby Doo, or we got some we got some red eyes going on. Yeah, like in those old photographs before cameras were good. We got red eyes in the forest, but uh, we're not too concerned about it because we run back in. And we lock the door and close our eyes, because that's what, that's what you do when a monster's after you. If you can't see it, it can't see you. Yeah, that's why you got to pull your feet under the covers so the monster can't grab you and drag you under the bed. Yep. We're back in the cabin. Misty lays down, and she's like, oh, my back feels kind of good, because it's got like a curve on it now, like those decompressor things that they have, the wheels. But then it starts moving, and she goes, this isn't a massage thing, and there's a, there's a Teddy Ursa in there. Teddy Ursa in her bed. Which we've all been there. We felt like kind of laid down and there's something in there that shouldn't be in our beds. So we can all relate. Right. To uh, I can't tell you how it's happened to me. All right, Brock. Austin, you've never woken up to a bear in your bed? Ayo. Come on. That was funny. <laughs> I'm proud of myself for that one. Good job, Alex. Yeah, that was good. I'm so good. proud of myself. I'm going to congratulate me even though you guys didn't congratulate me. Alex is feeling good. I'm feeling good. So are we, because we just had a great night's sleep, even though Tertius is there with us now. We, I think we just let Tertius stay, get what we have. But we're kind of pissed when we wake up in the morning, because we're going to eat some apples for breakfast. Which, fun fact, if you eat an apple, it's the equivalent of drinking a cup of coffee, as far as the amount of energy it produces. So if you're trying to kick caffeine, have an apple. Is that right? You can Google that. But we're not going to get any apples this morning, because Psyduck is eating them all. He's eating the apples. And uh, we get pissed at Psyduck, and that's kind of where that ends. But before the camera fades away, we do see Terry Ressa do this, like, mean scowl. I don't know. It's like this evil smile we know it's the culprit we know this is teddy Ursa's up to no good yeah we definitely know that it reminds me of the game naughty bear for nintendo 64 if you ever played that it's naughty bear it's the same premise as that where like there's this kid gets a bear turns out to be a serial killer but then the kid thinks it's everyone but what the the bear yeah so go check that out similar plot line what we got going on here i don't i don't know if i want to google naughty bear at least not when i'm not alone all right, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to a private tab. Incognito mode. Hold on. Can our episode title be Misty and the Naughty Bear? Okay, Jacob <laughs> was right because Jacob yeah. was into some freaky deaky stuff, I guess. It's a 2010 action adventure game set in fictional perfection island in the 80s where sentient teddy bears live in harmony. Naughty Bear is a shabby teddy bear who is rude which earns him disdain from the other bears, and he starts a vengeful rampage against them when he is shunned from a birthday party. So same as this episode, same plot. Yeah. We're not, yeah, that, yeah. We're not diverging too far. Oh my god, there was a sequel. I didn't realize there was a Naughty Bear too. 2012, the sequel is called Naughty Bear, Panic in Paradise. Naughty Bear update. IGN gave it a 3 out of 10. To the surprise of nobody. That's just like my test grades. Uh, so where were we? That we got the naughty bear starting to develop. We go to Team Rocket now. We all like corn. They're selling fresh corn. 
This made me want corn so bad. It is. It's very good looking corn. There's a lot of like, the kernels are especially yellow. Oh my God. It looks so good with the butter. I've never wanted like corn more in my entire life than I did watching that. Yeah. I don't even like corn. This made me want corn. (laughs) Are you an on the cob or off the cob? On the cob. Yeah. It's got to be on the cob, right? You don't get that like, oh my gosh, like you can eat the corn off the cob and you put butter on it. You can go back and you can suck those empty slots where the corn was and get that butter aftertaste. It's so good. All right, so we're selling fresh corn. Uh, This isn't their corn. They kind of stole it, which I imagine this probably happens a lot in Johto. (laughs) In Johto specifically. (laughs) Yep, in Johto. (laughs) (laughs) Teddy Ursa sees the corn, and I guess Teddy Ursa's eat corn, you know? I mean, sure. Teddy Ursa's won me over with that. God, y'all, look at this recipe. I'm, like, obsessed with, like, corn recipes now i'm looking at mexican street corn oh that's a mexican corn oh i want some so bad y'all i'm so hungry please stop oh we're about to get hungrier oh my oh god no. i'm gonna make this mexican street corn okay that's gonna be my thing I'm Ooh, i want some i want some can you air fry it no you gotta boil the corn and then you skewer the corn and then you brush the corn with the mayo mixture and then you add the seasoning, and then you put the cheese all over it. Oh my god, Austin, oh, I'm gonna come over, oh and we're god. gonna we're gonna make this. She's gonna walk over there, Austin, and make string corn. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that makes me think. Like I Ugh. got a, I got an air fryer. Oh my god, I'm probably annoying my wife. Everything she gets, like, can I air fry it? Can I air fry it? I mean, you did just ask if you can air fry corn, so. I'm sure you could. Mm-hmm. Austin, this is bonkers. I I'm with you. I I like don't even like corn all that much, but now I'm like obsessed with it. I can see why Teddy Ursa wanted this corn so bad. Golly, I'm such a corn star. Uh, <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, apparently Teddy Ursa's liking this corn so much, everybody comes to enjoy this corn, because this is one of the rare episodes where all our friends come out to play. But there are some missing, probably, but I didn't pay attention to that. Did anybody catch, like, if anybody was missing? Most everyone was missing, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I'm so, I don't care <laughs> what Pokemon we have. I don't even notice half the party was missing. So. None of Brock's M- Misty Pokemon. and Brock's Pokemon. Yeah, they <laughs> were all. Noctowl wasn't there. That's so bad, because they're enjoying a snack and trying to feed them food, and Brock and Misty are like, well, our Pokemon are just going to starve. They're still really bad about that. Like, when they should release every single one they have, they only do, like, a handful. I hate when they do that. Well, they yeah. spent all their budget animating the corn instead of That's true. Onyx and Zubat and all that. Or Golbat, rather. Okay, I blame Onyx, actually, because Onyx is big. And Onyx, you, you gotta reframe shots to include him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He needs to be short like an actor to get in the, to get in the frame. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's also the Goldeen of it all. Yeah. Well, they were, they is... were by a lake. There was no excuse I know, for that. I know. <laughs> that's, like, that's like Misty looks over and he goes, what, you're, you're going to throw out Goldeen? God, Teddy Ursa would probably eat Goldeen. Oh, that's true too, yeah. And speaking of Teddy Ursa eating, Ash's Pokemon get to try and enjoy a potential feast. But then uh, Brock sees a tree shaped like Nurse Joy and runs after it and all the Torps follow him. And Teddy Ursa winds up eating like some snacks and Totodile tries to stop them and they come back and they see Totodile with like the food in his alligator arms and he starts crying crocodile tears and everyone feels but nobody <laughs> feels sorry for him and they blame Totodile and they like spank him and he has to go back in his ball so oh my oh my yeah they put an ice still to up his ass <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's the punishment we saved this from the desert get up there oh my lord I don't know what happens next 
Torps get distracted again. Teddy Ursa eats some bananas with Chikorita. Oh my god, no. Okay, this part I actually have to stop and give Togepi some credit. I never thought those words would come out of my mouth. (laughs) But... (laughs) So we get the the ham. Totodile gets framed for eating the ham. Some other shit happens or whatever. I think Chikorita had, like, sausages or something. Yeah, Chikorita gets framed with, like, sausage links or whatever. There's a... A bunch of bananas that are sitting out on a plate. Teddy Ursa goes to swipe that. He tries again. Or she, we don't really know. The Teddy Ursa tries to frame Togepi for taking the bananas when Misty comes back. But Togepi's like, uh, no bitch. And he shoves <laughs> the bananas into Teddy Ursa's mouth. Unfortunately, Misty is too dumb to realize what's going on here. So she's like, I don't see the very obvious banana-shaped cheeks going on that the Teddy Ursa has it in his mouth. But good for Togepi for not taking that shit. He shoved that banana right back into his mouth. Togepi's banana went right back in his mouth. Yep. It's mouth. Togepi knows what it's doing. It does. It does. He knows how to manipulate because he is the manipulator. It doesn't work on him. Yeah. Is any of this real or is Togepi just manifesting it? That's what we need to figure out here. Johto is Togepi's <laughs> realm and we're just living in it. All right. So that happens with the bananas. Next thing we know, I think Teddy Ursa gets in some mischief and we finally catch Teddy Ursa eating something thanks to Bulbasaur. I can't remember what it was eating. Maybe it was some nuts. Bread. Bread. Yeah, just like nuts, bread. Teddy Ursa's exactly eating Exactly the same. Exactly the same thing. Just like Naughty Bear in this. And, but we're alerted to it by Bulbasaur. We finally catch Teddy Ursa, and Teddy Ursa says, screw it, and grabs Brock's bag and just makes a run for it. Every time you keep saying that, Jacob, I, I keep hearing the word Turdy Ursa, and I'm like, yeah, I guess it is pretty much a Turdy Ursa. Yeah, Turd, Turdarosa, Turdosaura. I don't know. What? Don't know <laughs> that sounds like a dinosaur, right? Just like these giant... Turdosaurus. Yeah, Turdosaurus. Uh, so it's running along, and uh, Team Rocket comes along. They capture... No, no, Team... Teddy Ursa steals, like, Team Rocket's food again, right? We're still on that? The, the corn. The corn. I guess, like, it steals the corn or whatever. There's, like, a little bit of a battle going on there. Then Norse Joy comes in, and apparently this is, like, a really big problem that's been happening with this bear... That's been like walking around stealing stuff. So this has been going on forever and nobody's stopped it. I imagine that probably happens a lot like in parks and stuff like animals come up and will steal your food if you leave it. Guys, who have we not seen in so long? Officer Jenny. I know. I thought the same thing. I was waiting for her to show up because I'm like, oh, they need to like loop in Forest Ranger Jenny or something. And, like, alert her or alert the authorities. But nope, we haven't seen her in... God, when was the last time we saw her? Uh, the Hound Hour episode? Was I that her? Literally no, don't that was Joy. No. Yeah, like, what the fuck? When was the last time we saw her, you guys? Spinarak? The movie's the last time I remember her. Yeah, she didn't even have any lines. Yeah, she was just kind of there, right? She didn't say anything. God, they, well, there's, there's no law and order in this town because the farmer... The disgruntled corn farmer, I mean, he's got to, like, chase Team Rocket with a shovel. Like, he doesn't even call the cops. I kind of feel like Nurse Joy is suffering in Officer Jenny's absence because she's kind of taken on the role of incompetent authority figure (laughs) in that case. Well, she's not done anything. She's like, oh, yeah, this has just been happening. It's not her job. True. So I looked it up, and apparently the police union in Japan sued the Pokemon company for showing police as incompetent. And oh, that's why she's no longer in Pokemon. So, oh, okay, is that the reason? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm, okay. Source Jacob's imagination. Alrighty here. So there's no Officer Jenny to catch this culprit, so it's been roaming free forever. But somehow it's not roaming anymore because Team Rocket caught it. But not for long because it breaks free and this uh, little bear means business because it defeats Team Rocket's Pokemon in like two seconds and sends them blasting off. We catch up to Teddy Ursa about to like violate Brock's bag. But Chikorita and Totodile step up to the plate and battle it. And they defeat it even after it turns into an Ursa ring. That's basically at the end of the episode. The gang runs away and we say goodbye to Nurse Joy. And then we're on to the gym. The next episode, gym episode. So get excited yeah. about that. Is it really? Of course not. Oh, dang it. I was oh. hoping. <laughs> I was like, can we please kill Han? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Don't be silly. <laughs> yep. So this is um, Team Rocket. This is a Teddy Ursa episode. I was about to say Team Rocket episode. but Nice, simple, to the point. Yeah. Kind of paints it in a bad light. With how evil and, like, mischievous it is. But, oh well. I mean, I imagine a bear would be. And apparently they mate like rabbits, we learned earlier. So this Ursa ring's got a nice... Oh, that's true. This Teddy Ursa resulted from that episode. Yeah. This this Teddy Ursa's got an... And her Ursa ring now has got a nice life ahead of it. You know, just mating and running around. So, good for it. Yeah, we kind of end on a cliffhanger, too. I wonder what becomes of... Because it evolves. Ursa ring evolves. And then it ends up with Team Rocket pretending to be nice probably ate them yeah that pretty much does it for that i mean like i said it's not as like trippy as the previous one but a lot more simpler and it makes sense it was kind of boring but i mean honestly compared to the last episode like at least there's a cohesive narrative all right let's move on to the mvp lvp austin you're kicking off followed by alex and then me okay my lvp is the johto guidebook that brock has because the guidebook is the one that said there's a dangerous Pokemon in the woods. And, like, that was the end of it. It didn't elaborate in any way that there was a Teddy Ursa or whatever. Okay, wait. Just real quick. That's an interesting point. Like, how does the guidebook, which is, I'm assuming, a mass-published book, how long has this been going on that it got published in a book? Is the implication that there's a whole bunch of Teddy Ursa in the area? Is it? But then why wouldn't it say, like, beware Teddy Ursa? Because it's the LVP and it's an incompetent guidebook. Okay, yeah. that's true. Teddy Ursa is actually 40 years old and the universe is just holding, <laughs> down, holding down B the whole time so it couldn't evolve. Ooh, there's a there's an Ursa Luna in Scarlet and Violet that's implied to be like centuries old. So it could be that old. Oh, there you go. Ooh. My MVP will be uh, the corn. It looked Ooh. really good. Oh, that's good corn. And my quote will be this is a simple one james just says it's those twerpy twerps <laughs> i like the, the lip flap feeling of that i don't know classic my mvp is going to be mm, this is a tough one Togepi. i thought about that but then my morals prevented me from saying that i can't have that come out of my mouth <laughs> you have to get some soap i am going to give my mvp to totodile because Totodile seemed like he was trying the hardest out of all of the Twerp Pokemon to kind of advocate for himself and be like, no, it's not me. My LVP is definitely going to be Misty because she was not with it this episode. Like she's, she had another one of her moments where she was blaming people with no proof. I, I don't know. She was easily manipulated and it was so frustrating. I'm like, you're letting your whatever this infatuation with Teddy Ursa is blind you to the truth. So shame on you this episode, Misty. 
I mean, it was sexist. It was like, oh, she's a girl, so she can't see past the, the adorable little bear, teddy bear. Yeah. So she has to defy all logic at every turn? Yeah. So, nothing you. She literally, there's one part where she literally sees Teddy Ursa, like all of them do. They're all standing there watching Bulbasaur and Teddy Ursa. She physically sees Teddy Ursa shove the bread into Bulbasaur's mouth, and she still denies it. I'm like, all right, girl, that, that's too much. You can't dis- dispute the cold, hard truth. So my quote is going to be at the beginning when Team Rocket is trudging along. They're scraping by as manual laborers. I guess they're like digging ditches at a quarry or something like that. I don't know. But Jesse says, well, James, we've literally and metaphorically hit rock bottom. And James says, we're even lower than a Bulbasaur's belly button. Way to, <laughs> way to take mine. Sorry. Uh, it was so good. At least we learned a little bit about the anatomy of a... Bulbasaur, you know, it has a belly button. Does Bulbasaur button. have, yeah, that's a good question. It has a belly button, even though it hatched from an egg. Ugh. Yeah. Ew. Wait, yeah. do reptiles have belly buttons? They wouldn't because they hatch from eggs. Are you sure? Hold, hold on. Do any Pokemon have Oh my god, they buttons? do. Y'all, they, well. They would wait, have they to do? have belly buttons, yeah, because they gotta suck in the good. They have an equivalent thing? Hold on. A jelly button. Okay, there's not really a whole lot of, like, information. They receive nourishment through an egg yolk sac via the yolk stalk. Ew. I want to see a picture. They kind of have an equivalent thing where they were attached to like the yolk sac thing, I guess. Well, I guess reptiles have belly buttons. You learn something new every day. They have an um, they have an equivalent. Not the same as we do, but I guess they have some kind of thing. All right. My, oh God, I don't know. I'm going to give my LVP to the corn farmer for having all this corn stolen. By Team Rocket. He's probably lost a lot of money. He may lose his farm. He took all the profits Team Rocket made. Oh, he, oh that's right. Yeah, he did steal their money. So good for him. That was my LVP. I'm going to give my MVP. I'll just give it a Teddy Ursa. Like I said, I always respect the character who's manipulative and uh, mischievous. It makes for an interesting episode. Okay, now to find the quote. Easy one here. Jesse and Meowth are sitting there talking, and Jesse goes, A cornfield? I have an idea. The Meowth says... I don't know what it is, but I bet it's corny. Hey. Uh, Didn't see that one coming from a mile away. Nope, that's a new joke that nobody's ever heard. That's it, I guess. Uh, do you remember the thoughts real quick about that episode, or are we ready to kind of wrap it up here? Let's wrap up that ice dildo and move on. Yeah, so gym episodes next week, right, Austin? No, but we do have a three-parter next week. Oh, my Ooh, God. Three, three episodes parter. or three-parter? Three episodes. Sorry, guys. Wow, we haven't done three episodes in so long. Well, we did it for episode 100 with Whitney. Oh, that's true. Okay, guess if you can figure out what the theme of these episodes are from the episode titles. Okay. Moving pictures, spring fever, and freeze frame. Photography. Oh my god. Yes. snap. Yes. Oh my god. Is this, is he back? He's back. Oh. Better than ever. (laughs) Oh my god. Todd Snap strikes back. Where did we leave Todd Snap? Was he like hanging off a waterfall or something? I wish. What? How did we leave it? I can't remember. He left just as randomly as he appeared. Oh, okay. Was this the guy who was saying, trying to take pictures of the pink Pokemon that was like really disturbing them? No, that was Tracy. Oh, it's Tracy. I get Tracy and when Todd in, Snap. In doubt. Didn't he think he, Todd Snap had like a gun and he was like shooting them from the bushes or something? Yes. Okay. He thought the lens was a scope. Okay. I, I vaguely recall the Todd Snap. I, I, I'm, we're going to need a refresher course on Todd Snap. Yeah. I always get him mixed up with Tracy, too. I'm, I'm with you, Jacob. I don't know. 
Maybe Tot Snap's just Tracy in disguise. All right, so Tot Snap adventures continue next week. That's going to be uh, fun. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> a picture is worth a thousand words. Sure is, Austin. But a podcast is worth five stars. Please leave five stars. <laughs> good one, Austin. Good one. Alex, what about you? Any closing remarks? No, I am just... I'm thrilled. I'm so excited for the Todd Snap arc. So join us next week. I'm going to go eat some corn. All right? Let's go get some corn. My stomach's literally growling. Stop. Okay. I know. Okay. We're going to have to have a cornapalooza because I'm... Ooh, cornapalooza. I know. I'm like craving it so bad. Our next episode intro will just be us eating corn next to the mic. Ew. <laughs> but seriously, we like to say thank you all for listening. And like Austin said, leave us a five-star rating. If you want to get in touch with us, you can leave a comment on Spotify... I don't know if iTunes takes comments. Maybe they do. But any platform, leave a comment. Or you can email us at outofthedrawingpan at gmo.com. Again, that is outofthedrawingpan at gmo.com. We've got an X account, formerly known as Twitter. The handle is outofdrawingpan. Again, the handle is outofdrawingpan. We've got an Instagram. Alex posts some cool stuff there. A lot of puns. A lot of awesome pictures like Todd Snap. Uh, what else we got? We got a Patreon, too, which you can check out. What that's all about in the link to the description of the podcast. And be sure to join us next time as this journey continues.